Well, my biggest helper here is happens to be, and I'm blessed to say this, is my wife, Sharon. The ministry was increasing in size and in scope, and I needed help. And the person that I need is actually have the, the skill set that my wife has is actually what I need. I am trying to remember exactly when it was, but I believe I served as a New England Seafarers Mission board member about 12 years ago. That's when I learned there's so much more happening here than meets the eye. So Steve, what does each year look like at NESM? So um, let's, let me describe it this way. You know, you have your calendar year and then then you also have these things called fiscal years, right? So they don't necessarily line up with calendar year. My mission year, and there's a long, deeper story that I won't go into now, but the, my mission year begins probably in the middle of November when we have what we call our ditty bag packing day. When I first started here, I had no clue what a ditty bag was. Uh, it, by the way, it is spelled D-I-T-T-Y. It is just a Christmas gift bag. And we have a number of organizations that participate and they put uh, items inside these bags or these boxes, gloves, hats, uh, socks, T-shirts, etc. That we, our chaplains, then bring on board the industrial ships and give to the crew members at Christmas time and a little bit beyond. Again, is that way to let them know they're not forgotten. Crew members love it. It's, it's, they absolutely look forward to it. So we have a ditty bag packing day in November where we assemble them here or churches can assemble them on their own and ship them here. From mid-November through the end of December, our chaplains are bringing those bags on board the ship. And so um, we will pack them up in, in sacks and bring them on board the ship. Beginning in January, we start looking at our seafare center here in Boston and, and say what worked from the year before and what do we need to change? So we've just finished up some renovations here at the center to tweak here and there. Sometimes it's actual carpentry work. Sometimes it's IT work. Uh, sometimes it's just uh, a fresh coat of paint and some rugs down on the floor to try and get ready for the next season. So that's January, February. Now uh, we're recording this in March, March 2nd. And so we're just beginning now to tighten everything up and we will start purchasing supplies at some of our local stores and to put them on board our shelves down in the store. We will anticipate some of these packages showing up in mid-March. And when the packages come in, we have to have people here Monday through Friday to receive the packages and inventory them. And the, the, the number of packages can get quite large, so we can't just let them sit outside. This year, our first ship is coming March 31st, so that's uh, that's opening day, if you will. Um, the, that cruise ship season will go from March 31. This year, it goes to, I think, about November 12th or 13th. So, And we have 157 ship visits in that about seven-month, eight-month period. Again, those are on the calendar, and there are more going up every day where, as we've described, you can sign up and come in there. But again, it doesn't have to be on that cruise ship day. If you can't make that day, but you just want to come in and help, we can always you help bringing in the packages, getting stuff on the shelves for the store. There's a lot of work that goes into the preparation to make sure this center is useful for the seafarer and relevant to the seafarer. So 
from March to about August, we get about two or three ships on average a week, Dan, cruise ships a week. Then in September and October, because of the Northeast foliage season, uh, the fleet shows up and we go from two or three ships a week to seven to 10 ships per week. It's a very intense time, very busy time, and we need people seven days a week uh, during those two months. Uh, that's probably, that is our high season, shall we say. Um, and then we come to the end of that season, middle of November, the last ship sails out, the cruise ship sails out, and we start over again with our ditty bag packing season. For the industrial ships, that's a year-round activity, and that's uh, a less, uh, the, the cruise ships that you know exactly when the cruise ship's coming in because of the nature of the cargo, which is passengers going on a vacation. So you kind of can't move those dates, but industrial ships, they are only required to contact when they're actually arriving 72 hours in advance. So it that schedule is a little more fluid and we need to have people who, if they're interested in visiting cargo ships, I will give you, you know, uh, Thursdays of this week if they wanted to do it. It's more of a regular thing and I can give you Thursdays or I can give you Saturdays and so forth. But that that is, in fact, year round. For those churches that we've talked about that aren't nearby and, and can't come in and volunteer, either in cruise or industrial, you can always participate in our Christmas gift bag program. On our website is a resource page with a pattern for knitting. So those of you who are knitters out there um, and you're still engaged in your knitting disciplines, uh, go to our website. You'll find our pattern there for putting knitting uh, the caps that we put inside each of these Christmas gift bags. There is a pattern for making the gift bags themselves, the actual cloth bag that we put everything in, and for assembling sewing kits, so needles, thread, buttons, and so forth. When you're at sea and something rips, you can't just run out and buy a new thing and you need something to repair the clothing that you have. A sewing kit is a hugely useful item for the modern day seafarer. So those can be done all year round um, by, by folks who are either near or far away. So it is a year-round ministry here with a couple of months in the fall being extremely busy. Listeners, please keep that season in mind and sign up to volunteer. Steve, we've learned so much about what this mission does for the past uh, six episodes, but today we'd like to get to know your team. Who are you working with? Could you introduce your staff to us? So <clears throat> my biggest helper here is happens to be, and I'm blessed to say this, is my wife, Sharon. Uh, Sharon came on. She was always helping as the chaplain's wife. You know, there's that nebulous role of the pastor's wife. She was the chaplain's wife. But about seven years ago, um, the, the ministry was increasing in size and in scope, and I needed help. And uh, I said to my board, the person that I need is actually have the, the skill set that my wife has is actually what I need. And so they said, well, let's bring her on board. So she is now full time with me. She runs our store and that store has increased. When she came on in the first three years, she increased the foot traffic in that store by 200 percent. I got the numbers. It's not an exaggeration. She increased it by 200 percent. So she and I come in every day and um, she keeps herself busy even in the off season by renovating, by you know thinking of new ways to that we can bless the seafarers, the kind of products that they need. Um, she helps with the, uh, with the promotion events that we have and with uh, some of the newsletter writing, some of the stories. She's a very good writer, so she'll share in that way. So we have two full-time people. <clears throat> 
We used to have a part-time chaplain down in Providence, the Reverend Ashley Peckham. Uh, he just retired last uh, summer. Um, at 83, he felt it was time to hang it up. <laughs> so his marvelous uh, uh, career, part-time career he had with us for 24 years. He is an Episcopal priest and had his own parish for years and years and years. Um, he is. I'm still in contact with him. He's a wonderful helper. We are replacing... Uh, the position with a full-time position that would not just visit ships in Providence area, but also help to raise that group of lay visitors in both Providence and in Boston. Uh, again, this cruise ship industry is so busy that I can't, to, that would really push the bandwidth. So um, we're going to hire someone who is going to help us with um, raising up a small team of Boston visitors and Providence visitors so that we make sure that we get on board those industrial ships. So I'm looking forward to that. We'll see that happen over the next couple of months. We have some part-time folks. We have a, um, a office administrator bookkeeper, Colleen. She is part-time. Tremendous story there. I spoke at her church three years ago um, just talking about the seafarers mission. And she came up and said, I want to volunteer, but then COVID hit. So we didn't see each other for a couple of years, but we needed a, uh, after COVID was sort of cooling down and, and we needed a, a bookkeeper here to, to make sure things continued. I asked Colleen, cause that was her training. And she literally said that she was looking for my email address to contact me because she wanted to figure out how she could come and volunteer. She wasn't thinking of a job. She was thinking of volunteering, but I, I talked her into a job because I thought she would be a great fit. And she has been a marvelous fit. She joined, fit right into a chemistry of our team here. We have what I will call, uh, we also have our social media coordinator, Becky Blizzard, and she has helped us put together our newsletters and our Facebook page and our email blasts that go out. So she does tremendous um, part-time work for us there. And then we have a group of staff volunteers who come in regularly and help us. We also have some seasonal paid help for the cruise ship. So as the season builds and we need just some people that, that, we feel like it's it's important that we pay them because we need them on a on a regular kind of basis that we can set a schedule for. So we usually have one or two of those during the cruise ship season and several staff volunteers, people who just volunteer and come down um, on a fairly consistent basis. Our board members are tremendous assistants and, and volunteers. It's, I'm blessed to have a board of trustees who help in many different ways and promote our mission in their churches as well as coming in and volunteering on a number of occasions. I am grateful for all the people that work at this mission to make this a wonderful place of hospitality for the seafarers. And thank you, Steve, for introducing your team members to us. May the Lord bless them as they continue to do their part to serve this mission. Well, I was privileged to interview Steve's wife, Sharon Cushing, for the next episode. And it was a treat to get a unique perspective from a staff that manages the store and how that became a ministry of care for her. So here is a sneak preview. When you come at it from their perspective, they don't have the time when the ship pulls in to go get the things they need. So. Um, it turns out New England Seafarers Mission and that little store has been a lifeline to a lot of them. They tell me that. This was my coffee break with the NESM Port Chaplain, Stephen Cushing. And I am Dan Lee, your host. We will see you in the next episode. Mm -hmm.